0: My name is Daniel Doss, and I'm one of the worship leaders at the Battlefield Campus here at New Vision, and I'm excited to be joining you today on this podcast. We're picking up in Mark 11, verses 12 through 25, and I'll be reading from the CSB, Christian Standard Bible. Here we go. The next day when they went out from Bethany, they being the disciples and Jesus, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree with leaves, he went to find out if there was anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem and he went into the temple and began to throw out those buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He would not permit anyone to carry goods through the temple. He was teaching them. It is, not, is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves? The chief priests and the scribes heard it and started looking for a way to kill him, for they were afraid of him, because the whole crowd was astonished by his teaching. Whenever evening came, they would go out of the city. Early in the morning as they were passing by, they saw the fig tree with, withered from their roots up. Then Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Jesus replied to them, have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says of this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, everything you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it and it will be yours and whenever you stand praying if you have anything against anyone forgive him so that your father in heaven will also forgive you for your wrongdoing this is a very trivial passage um the fig tree for one thing is just kind of odd to me i don't understand it uh fully and that the idea of <laughs> you know this this fig tree been being cursed cuz it didn't produce fruit um, it strikes me as like a an author writing something and just not happy with how the the writing is going. They crumple the paper and toss it aside. That's what it, it feels like to me. But because Jesus, he created the tree, you know. So, but this whole passage is really about prayer, um, and it's interesting that this this rant that Jesus goes on and where he's has this righteous indignation and starts turning tables and turning over chairs and calling out. Uh, those who are uh, cashing in on items being sold for sacrifices, you know, it's all about prayer. He says, hey, we're not here to cash in on the sacrificial requirements. Um, and that's what they were doing. It is to be a house of prayer. This place, this temple is to be a place of prayer, not for you to come sell your stuff so that people can be made right with God. Because that's the key here. Don't Don't get confused that, you know, it's not um uh, Jesus wasn't saying you can't sell things at church, you know, that he was these items they were selling were requirements to meet, be made in a right standing with God. So almost salvific. It's almost they were selling salvation in a lot of ways. And so they were cashing in on God's holiness and he was very angry about this. And so um he said this is to be a house of prayer. And so at the end of this passage, though, that we just looked at, um, Jesus says something that taken out of context could be, cause us to doubt our faith um, or doubt God's sovereignty. And it's where he says, therefore I tell you, everything you ask, you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. If that's all we read, that would be taking it out of context. If we took it out of context, we would say, okay, Jesus just gave us a blank check and we can do whatever we want and ask for whatever we want, and we gonna get it. That's not what's happening. You have to look at it in context. He goes on to say, also, when you are praying, be sure you, if you have anything against anybody, forgive him, so that you'll be forgiven as well. So he gives us context, and we can, we can say, okay, um, what are the greatest commands? Well, when the, uh, the rich man asked Jesus what, is the, what was the greatest command, he said, well, love the Lord your God. And the one right after that, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets are built upon those two ideas, those two laws. And we see that here. If you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Love your neighbor as yourself, as you're loving the God, loving God with all your heart. Um, so that's the that's the key here: is that when we approach the Lord, we approach Him within the context of the kingdom of God. When we pray. We approach, we pray, we seek, we search for the Lord within the context of the kingdom of God. So that's the context of, therefore, I tell you, everything you pray for and ask for, believe that you've received it and it will be yours within the kingdom. God's not gonna fulfill your request if you if you ask to do something outside of his will and more so outside of his law, outside of his kingdom. Um, and so prayer is really us aligning with God, us aligning with his ways, his kingdom purpose and plan. So that is the key here through all of this, is is when we pray, first of all, the church should be known as a house of prayer. The church building um, should be known as a house of prayer. And when we do pray, The goal is not to get God to do what we want him to do for us, but for us to further his kingdom. Jesus even said it, you know, when he was modeling the prayer for us. You know, he said, Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's the key in this passage, is that we would pray in such a way that says, God, you are holy, and we want your will to be done here on earth. And we surrender and ask that you would do it through us. So that's the context of this. So I hope we can step away from this outside of shame and not not think that um, our faith is big enough because God's not doing something um, for us because we asked for it, or that God isn't sovereign. Be- in that maybe he can't do what we're asking of him. No, God is sovereign and he is wise and his ways are higher and are best. And so prayer is us aligning with the Lord and saying amen with our prayers. Let it be done for your will and for your glory. So let's let's go in that. Let's pray in that as Jesus did. So let's pray together. Father in heaven, you are holy. We ask that your kingdom would come here on earth today in this moment and your will would be done in our lives and how we speak, think, and love others and love you by loving others. We ask for our daily provisions for providing and we praise you for that you have provided all these years each and every day. And God, we Forgive those who have forgiven us because you have forgiven us. We love you and we trust that you will lead us in your ways and keep us from temptation. And we ask all these things in your name, amen. God bless you. We hope you join us tomorrow as we continue our walk through Mark.